Thank you, Liz. Appreciate your energetic reading of those passages. Um, so, a couple quick things, then we're going to do our pairing and sharing, which is kind of be real important to kind of get some things going into your mind for how I want to pull all of this together. Um, so, there are some things, especially for progressive Christians, uh, that we don't necessarily find comfortable about this Lazarus story. Um, because it, it can end up focusing on um, miracles of Jesus, but what does that mean for us? I mean, can we bring somebody back from the dead? Is that what this means? You can look at it um, that particular way, possibly. Uh, and it and it can be maybe difficult to grapple with. Um, but we're not actually going to take that angle on it today. Not because I want to avoid it, because but because something else kind of came to me uh, at it today. Um, the other thing that uh, I know I don't really like about the reading, but it's very much part of the Gospel writer John, um, is um, the line where uh, he says in verse 42, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. So Jesus is doing this authentic thing, and then he pauses to say, God, you know, I already knew this, God, but I'm just doing this because they need to hear it. It sounds a little showy to me. It just doesn't come across real well. Um, That's the way the Gospel writer John sometimes approaches Jesus. The other Gospels don't really put that kind of thing into Jesus. But So if that bothers you, set that aside for a couple minutes, too, because... Both the things I've now mentioned are things we could spend another hour on, but we're not going to do it on either of those today. I want to take a little different approach, but I need to get some things going in your mind first. So as we do that, um, you saw I'm going to be playing off the, uh, the, the line about there being a bad stench when something dies. Um, and it's connection to how sometimes we feel about the times we live in and the world we live in. So... I'm going to invite you into our pairing and sharing time to discuss the times that we live in for a few minutes. What horrifies or scares you about these times that we live in? You can share on that. Also, what is it about these times that we live in that give you some hope? All right. So I invite you to pair up with each other um, and remember that uh, you couples can always recreate this when you get back home, so we invite you to find somebody else, and then you can still do it again later, see, so if you want to. Um, But if you'll uh, move around now and find someone to pair up with, spend a couple minutes talking about these couple of questions. natural conclusion to your conversation. So sometimes I know I wonder in the times that we live in will it ever end? It seems like every week something horrible happens. It's been a crazy couple of weeks 
with uh, all the mail bomb threats sent um, and with what happened at the Tree of Life Synagogue in the Squirrel Hill neighborhood of Pittsburgh. What will Monday bring? I hope you had some good conversations, but I hope to be able to do as some of the things that are kind of like things that are not good, the things that are a stench, the things that stink about the world we live in right now. I hope as they are now, through a little conversation, um, alive in your brain, that you'll let them just stay there, maybe in your heart for a few minutes. Because I want to take you through a little bit of the process that Jesus goes through in this reading and how I think it's a call for for us to um, consider how we deal with the, the different steps of this process. First of all, when he hears about Lazarus, who he knew, um, he's greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. So that's the first thing that happens. And I think sometimes with not knowing what's going to even happen tomorrow, Sometimes we say, I don't know how much more I can take, and we distance ourselves from the next tragedy. We depersonalize it um, because it can be exhausting to get greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved over and over again. But I'm going to invite you that Jesus is leading us through a process that leads us from the beginning of that back to hope and life. And so we'll talk about that just for a second. And that it is actually worth it to go through the process. The next thing that Jesus has a desire for is to not then turn away, but he wants to know where is Lazarus laid. He wants to go. He wants to see. He's invited to come and see. So... He allows himself to have that full, authentic experience of being deeply disturbed in his spirit, in his very core being, and deeply moved. And yet, he leans in. He wants to go see. And on the way, he has the emotion. He cries. He shows it. He lets it out. Now, what often happens in many of these kinds of situations in our lives and in our world is somewhere in the middle of this because people are, are, are uncomfortable and sometimes they're playing games with all of this, things that are happening that are so disturbing. Um, that's in the middle of this experience that Jesus is having. He has to deal with that because basically there are those in the crowd who are showing doubt and skepticism, why would he be deeply disturbed? You know, why is he crying? He can just wave his hand and take care of it and make everything better. Why doesn't he just do that? You know? So in the midst of his honest experience, he has to deal with skepticism. He has to deal with doubt. He has to deal with criticism. seems reminiscent of a lot of what's happening in disturbing situations in our world today. Um, then, 
He gets there, and he wants to look. And he's told, no, you probably want to stay away because it smells really bad in there. There is a stench. And the worse it smells in any of these situations, the worse, the more people stay away, turn away, go away. But no, Jesus is willing to be there in the middle of the stench. A call for us as followers of Jesus to look at ourselves and how we go through this process. And when there's a big stench, are we willing to stay in there, in that moment, in that experience, in the full humanity of it, with our fullness of our spirits? And then we see the beginnings of hope happening. We see we see the we see Jesus saying, you know there's there's more possible here than you think is possible. Keep leaning in here, you will see that where you see death, life is possible. And he prays to his Father in heaven. Now Maybe he's praying that for a miracle or for permission to do a miracle. If we were taking that angle on the story, we could talk about all of that. But part of what happens when we pray is we get out of ourselves a little bit. It is part of the process of seeing that more is possible in these hard situations when there's a bad stench than what we see if we just stay closed in and just do our own thinking and our own wonderings and have to deal with our own fear and our own grief. But prayer, there's a reason why a prayer stance is like this. We come from here and we open up. We open ourselves up to the greater possibilities of this love creation, of what God can show us the way towards. And then, while everyone else sees death, death in the middle of a horrible stench. Jesus then, because he's now able to see a little differently, says, Lazarus, come out. He calls life out of death. He calls possibility when everyone else is saying, no, nail the coffin. It's done. It's over. He can't get there if he hadn't gone through all these steps in the process, if he hadn't taken his full spirit of grieving to it, if he hadn't taken his full emotions to it, um, if he hadn't been willing to deal with but stay centered on who he was when skepticism and criticism was coming up all around him, if he wasn't willing to stay in there and lean in even when the stench got really bad, if he wasn't willing to understand that he can't do it himself. He's got to open himself up in prayer to so much more that is possible. And out of all of that process, he gets to the point where he can call life out of a situation where everybody else sees death, where everyone else sees not just a dead Lazarus, but he's all bound up like a mummy, I guess. That's the impression I get from it. Everything's all tied up so tightly, you can't imagine it being unraveled. 
you can't imagine a different moment, a different possibility. This really, if you follow Jesus through this, this really is the template of why I'm a follower of Jesus and that you're going to see played out in another way when he takes the walk to the cross through that, through that death into resurrection. You're going to see that being a follower of Jesus is being willing to take the fullness of our spirits, of our emotions, and call upon the God of this love creation to help us see life and hope when others see only death and despair. So take any of those situations that you might have been talking about that are going on in our times today that are a big stench. They stink really bad. They seem horrible and we wonder, are we ever going to get out of this? Is the cycle ever going to end? Take this as a template of how it can end. Of how with our help as followers of Jesus, taking Jesus as our model, we can walk through the stench into a new day. We can call out and say, there is a possibility of life here. Let's walk together. Let's find it. It is there. So that's what I saw this week as I looked through this uh, this Lazarus story. Um, and I hope you'll take more time with it and go through it and, uh, and you know, look at yourself in terms of these steps because we all have areas where we're pretty good at doing this part, but this is where I get stuck. This is where I stop. This is where I can get locked out and I can say, no, it's not worth it anymore. It is worth it. We follow one who shows us the way of life that comes out of death, of hope that comes through embracing the heartache of our greatest despair. May we be blessed this day as we lean in toward the stench wherever we find it. May we be blessed in finding the way back to hope and to renewed life. Amen. Yeah.